Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from Rustler's Range, written by James W. Routh. Dusty Fenton rides to his brother's wedding and encounters flaming lead from treacherous outlaws determined to seize control of the Crooked H spread. Framed for murder, kidnapped from the safety of a Cowtown jail, mortally wounded in a shootout, hurled over the edge of a cliff by stampeding cattle, helplessly tied, tortured, and left to die in a burning barn, Dusty vows not even death itself will prevent him from saving his brother's bride and a young boy abducted by a rabid pack of the range's cruelest men in this blazing, action-filled western. Behind it all, his bitterest enemy determined Dusty shall die no matter what the cost. Never has there been a non-stop tale of western peril like this one. Follow the adventures of this knight-errant of the range as he swaps bullets with dastardly hombres and braves the most desperate perils of the west for the sake of those he loves. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from Rustler's Range. Chapter 1. Old Enemies and New Dusty Fenton entered the Oasis Saloon in the town of Canyon shortly after noon. As the swinging doors clicked behind him and shut off the glaring sunlight of the outer world, he moved a little to the left of them and paused to let his eyes become accustomed to the semi-darkness. In that instant he became aware of a sort of furtive hostility that seemed to permeate the very air of the place. An abrupt hush fell over the siesta hour crowd, and an intangible something ran electric through his suddenly tense body. Ordinarily, being a stranger far removed from his home range, he would have gone directly to the long bar which occupied the length of the big square room at his left, bought himself a trail drink, and asked the question which was the real cause of his entrance. But that veiled and furtive threat held him motionless, picking out the details of the layout, scanning the faces that turned toward him for the remembered face of some enemy. He found none. Most of the half-dozen tables that filled the bulk of the low-ceilinged room were occupied. A scattering of men lounged along the bar itself. Stairs at the rear led to a balcony. An arched doorway beneath the balcony opened into what obviously was a gaming room. Can't be me they're expecting, Dusty opined silently. Turning, he went to the bar where a fat, bald-headed man with a button nose and small, full eyes came to take his order for bottled beer. When the bartender returned with the open bottle and a glass, Dusty asked his question quietly. The dull eyes of the fat man widened, mottled crimson tinted his flabby jowls, and he turned abruptly without replying to beckon a man from one of the tables where a five-handed poker game had been interrupted by Dusty's entrance. This man was tall, raw-boned, angular. He packed two guns in tied-down holsters and walked with a sort of slinking swagger. The bartender muttered in his ear, and he came toward Dusty immediately, his hawk face bleak, his hard lips twisted in a sort of sneering grimace that might have been intended for a smile. 
pausing at arm's length, he stared down at the cowboy, whose lean and somewhat spidery body appeared undersized in comparison with his superior bulk. His voice was hard, rasping, arbitrary, and he offered nothing at all in the way of introduction. Looking for the crooked H, huh? Well, Pilgrim, you sure showed rare judgment when you picked this place to ask questions about that outfit. What's your business there? Fenton's greenish eyes narrowed a trifle. A second quiver of nervous tension ran over him. There was thinly veiled threat in the overbearing manner of the hawk-faced hombre. It was a queer, puzzling layout. Why had the fat bartender found it necessary to summon the gunman instead of advancing the simple information requested of him? All Dusty wanted was the route and the distance to the Crooked H Ranch. Personal business, friend, he said quietly. As soon as I find out which way and how far to ride, I'll get about it. Hawkface laughed. Sure, but first off, Runt, you'll talk right out, free and easy, sabe? Dusty shook his head slowly. All tautness went out of his wiry body, and a kind of greenish light glinted between the narrowed lids of his eyes. No, he drawled. I ain't sure I do, big and ugly. The taller man stopped laughing. The bartender moved hastily toward the farther end of the bar. Tension tightened sharply over the spectators, and all at once the silence in the saloon was grimly ominous. I'll explain real simple, stated Hawkface. He moved forward a half step, jabbed a long forefinger at Dusty's chest, just below the knotted ends of the smaller man's faded neckcloth. My name is Menlo, Hoke Menlo. Being a scrawny, sawed-off, hammered-down runt of a pilgrim, maybe you ain't read your history books like you should. But there's plenty wiser hombres would tell you when Hoke Menlo asks questions, he gets straight answers, a heap pronto. I'm asking just once more. What's your business at the Crooked H? Dusty's eyelids pinched in at the corners. He had indeed heard of Hoke Menlo. He knew the man's reputation as a gunslinger and killer. He brushed aside the probing forefinger, looked at Menlo straight and hard. And I'm telling you once more, my business is personal. Turning toward the bar then, he reached for his half-empty glass of beer. As his fingers closed about the glass, Menlo cursed viciously and grabbed his right arm near the shoulder. Dusty spidery body, muscled with steel and rawhide, reacted with the swiftness of a suddenly released spring. The beer swished into Menlo's face. The glass followed. A jolting knee caught the gunman in the groin, doubled him forward into an upcoming fist, small but rock hard, that smacked full against his chin. Then Fenton was across the room with his back against the solid wall. He was crouching, hands cupped above the handles of his own two guns, before the spectators recovered from their astonishment. There was a concerted forward rush by three hard-faced men at the far end of the bar, a scrambling dive for cover on the part of the four men who sat about the table littered with cards and poker chips. 
Dusty's voice cracked sharply. Hold it. The small door of a room off the balcony opened quietly, but no one noticed. The three men abruptly halted their forward rush. All eyes were upon the wiry, shabbily clad, dust-covered cowboy and Hoke Menlo. The gunman, having landed in a sitting position with a jar that shook the place, clawed back to his feet, mouthing lurid oaths, blood and beer dripping from his distorted face. He dragged his shirt sleeves across his eyes, sighted Dusty, crouched. You measly flea bite, I'll send you to the devil. Drag iron or bite Hoke. No gun play, you fool. The cold, curt voice cut above the killer's mutter like an edged tool. Dusty, tense and ready, saw Menlo freeze, hands no more than an inch from the handles of his guns. A shivering sigh passed over the room. Menlo shuddered, straightened. Again the cold voice slit through the silence. What's the meaning of this? Dusty's head turned so that his glance included the tall man who stood at the top of the balcony stairs, while at the same time he did not for an instant lose sight of Menlo. Meanin' is this sidewinder come near getting a free one-way ticket to the devil, he snapped. What kind's of town is this, anyhow, that a peaceable traveler can't buy a drink and ask directions without getting braced by some two-bit gunslinger? You lousy runt! Menlo's wrathful snarl rose to almost a scream. I'll show ya! Hook! Haul in, I say. I'll have no shooting here. Again, the cool-edged voice stilled the gunman's snarl. Something in the quality of that cold voice impressed Dusty. When Menlo lurched around to face the bar, he eased his own rigid pose somewhat to give fuller heed to the tall man in black broadcloth and immaculate white linen now descending the stairs. His first really distinct glimpse of the handsome, firmly chiseled features of this man caused a shock of astonishment to travel over him. He stared as if at an apparition. Of all men in the world, this was the last one he'd thought to find here in Canyon, halting gunplay between himself and a renowned killer such as Hoke Menlo. Breen! he muttered wonderingly, Mark Breen. Across the length of the room, their eyes met in a level look, grim and unsmiling. Moving on deliberately, Breen advanced halfway across the intervening space. He was unarmed and took pains to make it evident. His firm, full lips curved in a slightly ironic smile. You seem surprised, Fenton, but don't misjudge appearances. It wasn't you I was thinking about when I called a halt on this, uh, argument. I don't want Hope disabled. There are other things right now considerably more important than even you, my friend. Dusty was not disposed to take too much for granted where Mark Breen was concerned. He relaxed nothing of his alertness, eased but little the tension that lay upon his nerves and muscles, Three times before, at widely separated points in the cow country, their trails had crossed. The enmity between them was one of those inevitable things, based upon the inherent antagonism of their characters, intuitive, deep-seated, deadly. 
At their last meeting, Breen had vowed that if ever they faced each other again, one of them would die. Yet now, with the odds definitely in his favor, he chose to temporize. Dusty wondered why. He wondered also about a number of other things, including his brother's place in the jigsaw puzzle. You'd surely play the main chance, Mark, he asserted tartly. Your pal with the loose ideas about questions better wear hobbles on his tongue and temper. Breen nodded, still with that chill, sarcastic smile. Hoke is impetuous, but you must admit it's sort of strange for you to pick my place to come for information. Dusty blinked. Huh, he grunted. Your place? Well, that's news. Menlo wheeled suddenly, his hawk face vicious. The runt asked the way to the crooked H, Mark. When I asked his business, he got ornery. I ain't forgetting. Let it lay, said Breen sharply. You're fast, but don't get the idea there ain't men that's faster. Likewise, there'll be no gunplay in the Oasis without the gent that starts it answers to me personal. Fenton caught the speculative glint in Breen's flashing black eyes. The crooked H, eh? So, Mark Breen drawled, Fenton, mostly I think of you as a flea I'll one day set my foot upon. But your name is Fenton. So is the name of the new foreman at the crooked H. That's what brings you here, eh? You've come to your brother's wedding. Suddenly he tipped back his head and went into a paroxysm of silent laughter. Then, entirely sober and decidedly grim, he stared hard at the astonished cowboy. That's the way of it, eh? Dusty barked at him like an irate terrier. Do I have to tell every skunk in this rotten town that my business at the Crooked H is personal? Mark Breen's tall body stiffened with a jerk. His handsome face went dead white, and a kind of yellow flame seemed to shoot from his dark eyes. Why, you... His harsh voice was drowned in a throaty bellow from Hoke Menlo. The gunman swayed forward, shoulders hunched, head thrust out. With the speed of light, his right hand dipped and rose. The deafening roar of a gunshot blasted through the room, belched out and shattered the siesta quiet of the town with its rolling echoes. Menlo spun half around, bellowed again with pain as he grabbed for his wrist with his left hand. His gun smacked into the side of the bar, jolted to the floor. Freeze, you sidewinders, snapped Dusty Fenton. Smoke dribbled from the black muzzle of the gun, which swung sharply upon Mark Breen. Like magic, a second gun appeared in his left hand and circled to check any potential hostility elsewhere. Three slow seconds ticked past. Boot heels thumped along the plank sidewalk outside the swinging doors of the saloon. Hoke, you dumb fool. I told you to keep your iron covered, Mark Breen said sharply. Fenton, I'm telling you. The double doors flung inward violently. A heavy-set, gray-haired man with a gun in his hand and a badge pinned to his unbuttoned vest burst through them. Drop them guns, young feller. What in tarnation goes on here, Breen? We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from Rustler's Range. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com 
audible.com and itunes.com.